From Jordan-Hare Stadium to Auburn Arena. From the Plains to the recruiting trail and all points in between. If it's Auburn, we've got it covered. Did I say War Eagle or War Eagle? That's it? War Eagle. This is the Auburn Undercover Podcast with Brandon Marcello. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Brandon Marcello, joined by special guests Philip Marshall and Ronnie Sanders. Guys, uh, classic news dump Friday night. Usually stuff gets dumped that's newsworthy by you know companies, universities, athletic departments, or whatever, like at 5 o'clock on a Friday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Auburn University decides, you know what, let's do it right before 10 p.m. Um, on a Friday night. Uh, Stephen Leith, the president of Auburn University, or I should say former president now, out as president um, after a working group of some sort was put together to review his job uh, just a week ago, and they've made the suggestion, hey, let's get rid of this guy. And now he's out. Um, In fact, he's deleted his Twitter, everything. The guy, it's like he never existed. Um, Stephen Leith out after, goodness, two years as the president, came from Iowa State, um, we'll get into it a little bit. The guy just never fit here. I think we all have kind of said that in our own ways without trying to be too much of a jerk, uh, guys. But the writing was kind of on the wall, wasn't it, with, with Stephen Leith? I'll start with you, Philip. Don't you think so? Oh, absolutely. I, I, it was one of those deals I wrote to this that, that I'm not surprised that it happened. You're always surprised when it just suddenly jumps up there, as you said, especially at 10 o'clock on Friday night. Uh, but, uh, uh, but no, he because he was not a good fit. He was not a good fit in any way, and uh, uh, he, he loved the spotlight. He uh, he he came across as being very very arrogant, and uh, uh, and and he uh, he he really uh, he really just uh, just could just didn't fit in. Ronnie, uh, standing from afar, I mean, obviously, you know. You follow everything that's been going on with Auburn, but th- this guy, Stephen Leith, as I said, just doesn't feel like he felt he was a nice fit for Auburn at all. But as things progressed through his tenure, it just seemed like this guy didn't get it, whether it was from an athletic standpoint or even from talking to people in academia here at Auburn University uh, when it came to attacking certain things and, and leaving certain things still like they should. But anyway, Ronnie, what were your thoughts when you – first heard about him being forced out and then obviously what you had been hearing over the last year or so about him. Well, you know, I, I expected that he wouldn't make it uh, for very long, but I, I, I didn't expect it to be that quick. Um, you know, uh, he, he, Phillips, right. You're right. He never fit. Um, you know, the Malzahn situation last year, you know, if you want to talk about athletics, the Malzahn situation last year with the, with the huge buyout and that sort of thing certainly didn't help his cause. And, Philip could probably elaborate a little bit more, but you know, I, don't, I don't think that was the only thing. I think there were there were plenty of other things. Uh, the way he carried himself, and um, he just he was never a fit at Auburn. And hopefully, they can get somebody uh, in place that's uh, you know at least wants to learn about the place and and uh, figure out why it's special rather than doing what he did. Yeah, he was a guy that uh, I mean, listen. He had his own issues at Iowa State, and when he was hired, it's it came out of like kind of nowhere. Um, his name really didn't come up, and when his name came up, you immediately start Googling his his past, and you see that, and you're going, why is this the guy that Auburn's picked? I can never understand it. And then obviously the stuff, when it comes to athletics, the thing that stands out to most people, Philip, is the contract with Gus Mouse on the seven-year, $49 million deal that they negotiated after the SEC championship game in 2017. But it goes beyond that, Philip. I mean, this is a guy that was micromanaging a lot of things inside that athletics department, and in a lot of ways, was causing a logjam. There's no question, and uh, uh, I guess I was caught a little bit surprised by that after he hired Alvin Green. I didn't think that would be the case, uh, but it was, and uh, and the row was getting pretty bad, and. Uh, uh, he was just, as you said, Brandon, uh, he had his issues with the, with the academic people. Uh, he had issues with the athletic people. He just, and, and it was, 
the best way I can describe it is he, it was like, it was all about him. And, uh, he, he loved to be seen and, uh, uh, but yet he didn't really, he didn't really seem to have a vision. Uh, if you're talking about athletics, about where to go and how to get there. And, uh, I mean, the most interesting thing is, and I don't think this is what led to it either, but the whole thing about, well, we're not going to talk about that at the board meeting. Uh, uh, that's not that's not on the agenda to basically be told by the board of trustees, here's what you're going to do. Yeah. And, and then at the same time, we're forming a working group to decide if you get to keep your job. So, uh, yeah. uh, yeah, that was uh, that was something, Philip. I mean, <laughs> I, I think he I think he saw the writing on the wall, too. Uh, and, you know, listen, hindsight and you try to judge people by body language. It's it's incorrect way maybe to do your job sometimes. But at the SEC spring meetings, I ran into him on the last day, you know, at spring meetings for SEC. You're in tight quarters with all these coaches, ADs and presidents. And on the last day, it's pretty much just the um, uh, the conference commissioner, his people and the presidents, right? And they, that's when they do the final votes on things uh, to, to pass any legislation that's SEC-wide. Well, on the final day, which was, I guess this was two, three weeks ago, I'm there. I'm waiting to talk to Dr. Leith, or I don't even know if he's a doctor, Stephen Leith. Um, but he he comes up. I say, hey, Mr. Leith, uh, I've been waiting for you. I was wondering if you had a couple minutes to chat uh, about what's going on. Uh, with the university and then the spring meetings. And he said, oh, I'm, I'm going to the press conference. You could talk to me after the press conference. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. These presidents never go to this press conference with Greg right. Sankey. Well, he ends up going. I thought he was blowing me off. Well, he goes, and the moment he Greg Sankey announces that alcohol sales are going to be up to every university, Leith, who is sitting behind me, gets up and just jets out of there. And I... I you know, I try to follow him. By the time I walk out the door right behind him, he is running up the stairs. And I yell for him while running up the stairs myself. And he finally stops. And then he's like, I, I got to be somewhere. My wife's waiting on me. And I was like, I'm, I'll walk with you. Give me two minutes. Um, and then I asked him about the football complex. Like, is it going to be discussed? He's like, no, that's not going to happen. You know, or, and he's and I can follow up like, so when's the earliest it'll happen? He goes, ah, September, maybe. And uh, I'm like, okay, so is there anything beyond that? He didn't want to say anything else. So I'm like, okay. And then a week later, the board goes, hey, you're going to do this. Uh, we're forming, you're going to need to form a committee. And then as you said, they formed their own committee to review his own job. I wonder if he knew at that moment, not that moment, but he's known for weeks now that the end was near, just from the way he was acting. I mean, he's always been the guy who's tried to dodge the media, but he was it was just almost like he was just nonchalant about everything when it dealt with athletics, when I was talking to him, it was just so strange. It's all very strange. And I do, I do believe that. In fact, I'm convinced of it, that this did not happen yesterday or Friday. It happened earlier in the week. And, uh, uh, as one person put to me, can you believe we kept it secret for that long? And, uh, uh <laughs> especially with Auburn, <laughs> right. It's always but, leaking. Uh, but, <laughs> I, I think when they say, you know, we're forming a working group to decide if you if, if you get to keep your job, you probably should be pretty, it ought to be pretty clear that the the, 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 the decision is probably going to be no, you can't. But uh, uh, I, I just think he, he alienated people. He, uh, he uh, the contract was part of it. The very clumsy way he dealt with Bruce Pearl not long after he got here was part of it. it not not yeah. that he was it's, – it's not surprising he was upset that he was having a hard time getting him to talk to him. But you don't get on Twitter and tweet about it and talk about it and all that stuff. I mean, that's not so, something presidents do. That's not how you handle it, and it just it further showed that he was totally out of his league. <laughs> yep, and uh, and then just uh, – but this whole complex thing and and – and the micromanaging of the athletic department, and it's the, the micromanaging of the athletic department. I never know when when things happen that maybe I say, "Man, I mean, little things, big things." I don't know if it's Alan Green or if it's Leaf. And my my default position, it was probably Stephen Leaf. And uh, I believe Philip. I believe it was because I, I, I the thing I just always kept hearing when things like you've reported have popped up, whether it's smoothies or anything like yeah. that. <laughs> It, I've always been told this politics. It's politics, 
And whenever I heard that, I immediately went to, that's the academic side. That is Stephen Leith getting involved. Because I don't believe people necessarily in that department are actively trying to cut their own legs out from under themselves, if that makes sense. I know yeah. there's some of that going on beforehand uh, near the end of the Jay Jacobs era where they're right. you know, taking cokes out and all that type of stuff. But some of this stuff, I just kept being told, people were just shaking their head inside that department going, it's politics. You know, that's how I translated it. Yeah. So uh, it's, that's going, one of the more interesting things about this to me is going to be how this translates into into what uh, how Allen is, for lack of a better word, allowed to do his job because uh, Jay Googe certainly is, you know, is very much an interim and he knows that and everybody knows that he's not going to be a guy trying to uh, make a name for himself or, or trying to start great initiatives or, or anything like that. And uh, uh, so the, the, the real question honestly is, is, is the board of trustees going to let, let Allen do his job? And uh, I don't know the answer. We'll see. Well, and the other it's going to be interesting to see. How much- the other question is how 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 does it affect his job status? I mean, you know, does it, does, usually when you when the president that hired you is is no longer around, you uh, you know, you have to look around and and you know, kind of well, figure out where you are. <laughs> I don't think his his job is in danger. Of course, I don't know anything like that, but I don't think so. But but uh, but uh, there, there there might come a time when he wonders about if this is the right place for him. Uh, I think if you're him, you got to sit back and say, okay, let's see what happens because he doesn't know what's going to happen either. Yep. I would agree. I would definitely, if I was him, I'd be sitting back worrying about my future because whoever that full-time president is, so to speak, that comes in and when right. it happens, I, mean, I think timing is going to be everything uh, in my eyes because, listen, um, is the new president in place before this upcoming football season's over? Is it after this upcoming football season? Is Jay Gouge heavily involved in making a decision about Gus Malzahn if it comes to that point, depending on win-loss record and all that type of stuff? Or is Jay Gouge saying, Alan, you handle that, even though it's not his own mess? I would think that Jay Gouge would be more involved when it comes to a decision involving Gus Malzahn. But then again, the Board of Trustees might be much more involved with that as well. Um, I just wonder, go ahead. I'll be very surprised if the board of trustees is not very much involved. And, uh, uh, you know, Jay Googe's thing when he was the president, the very first interview I ever had with him, he, he told me, he said, he said, I don't hire and fire coaches. I hire and fire athletic directors and they hire and fire coaches. And, uh, but again, his situation now is different. I was told that we're probably looking at a year before a new president is in place. So, and honestly, I don't, I'm not sure that, uh, they would want a new president in place, uh, during football season. I think whatever decision is made, I don't think there's any question whether it's publicly or not, the board will be heavily involved in that decision and, and, and probably more involved than anybody. That's my guess. I, again, I'm not, yeah, that's not based on any hard facts that I know, but I've been covering Auburn a long time. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, that's what I would guess. Well, Philip, how do you think this affects just Gus from the standpoint of you know, quote unquote, his guy who helped him get this contract? Well, it was a couple of people. I mean, the pre- uh, the former president Stephen Leith and Raymond Harbor, whose names come up quite a bit. Uh, who's on the board of trustees and, a, I, you know, I've, I've been here. I don't know how much in depth you guys want to go on this. I've, I've, I've been hearing that Raymond's got a little bit less power than he used to now uh, on that board. And I wonder, I wonder where, what kind of situation this puts Gus heading into the season. Is this a situation where his fate's going to lie in the hands of a board of trustees that, was kind of been out of shape a little bit by what happened when he got that seven-year deal in the first place? Or is this going to be a board of trustees and an athletics director in Alan Green 
who says, you know, we've got to think of stability a little bit more here in a situation where we don't have a university president yet. Um, obviously, athletics is only a small part of this entire situation, but as presidents uh, at a lot of universities say, you know, athletics is the gateway to yeah. the university. Everybody, that's what they see first in a lot in a lot of aspects of life. I, I just this is such a the timing. We, like we said, we kind of all thought Leith was on his way out at some point, but the timing of it just does not look good, in my opinion, for Gus or for for Alan Green. Well, here's what I think. One, I think there's no question that this turn of events has severely diminished Raymond Harbor's power. Uh, I mean, he he was the main, he was the driving force behind getting getting Leith here. He was Gus's uh, biggest supporter and biggest protector. To me, what it says about Gus is, I mean, if he wins big, it won't matter. If he loses big, it won't matter. If he's on the borderline, it might matter. Uh, right. Where, yep. where where maybe Leith and, and, and Raymond Harbor would have said, no, that's uh, that eight and four record, uh, even though he lost to Georgia and Alabama. You can, we can't fire him for that. We got to have stability, as you said. Uh, well, they may not be in position to do that. So, to me, that would be the the, the question: is if it's a borderline call, uh, if it's an obvious call one way or the other, uh, then I don't think it'll matter. Uh, I hope that you know nobody in a university athletic department makes decisions in a vacuum, but I would hope that that Alan Green would be the main would be the main decision maker in this. Right. I don't know. I don't know that I believe it, but I would hope it. And, uh, and, uh, and how he would feel and that again, it's, it's, it's just hard to, to know right now. I mean, how much of Alan's stance on things was Alan's stance or how much of it was supporting the president's stance? I, I think a lot. Of, I think a lot of those things, Philip, they, they intertwined quite a bit. Um, as far as their stances, their beliefs, and what they're pushing. And I think a lot of the reason why a football complex was so slow to develop was because of Stephen Leith. I don't believe it was because of Alan Green pulling the reins back. I believe Alan Green has been at the forefront of this for a year now, right. raising money, trying to build up support, and everything. And then beyond that, he's got to make sure it intertwines with what the president wants to see, I mean, the right. president's office is what what told him, hey, you've got to go raise at least 50, 50% of the funds of what you expect this to cost. He had all these things to kind of match. And now that Leith's gone, and, of course, this working group put, came together to look at a football complex, as you said, I would hope that Alan Green is given more power in an effort to f- see this through, whereas a lot of people – you know, on the board or power brokers or whatever, when a president leaves and this is going on, especially when there's a working committee to look at this, we'll see a way to work themselves into the conversation and right. be part of the decision-making process. I would hope they would give Alan Green an opportunity here to do his job because I'm telling you, and you know it, Philip, Alan Green's been hamstrung since he's been hired here, which was very surprising to me when that, when Stephen Leith was talking about him when he was hired. I agree. I was surprised too. And, and you're right. There is zero question about that. And, uh, and if I'm Alan Green, my thinking is, okay, this is it. This is either going to be a great opportunity for me to do what I came here to do, or it's going to be a sign to me that this is the way it's going to be. And if I'm going to, if I'm going to, if I'm going to stay here, I'm just going to have to live with it or, or either I need to leave. Uh, uh, and I certainly wouldn't put words in his mouth about what he would think in that situation, but I think I know. And, uh, so I hope you're right. I hope as far as the football complex, I hope if there is a decision to be made about Gus, I hope that he gets to make it at, at, to a great extent. I mean, there's going to be people, other people who are going to have a say so on that. Obviously when you talk about paying off 20 something million dollars buyout, there's the AD just can't do that unilaterally. I don't think any AD could. Uh, but, uh, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see. And I, I, I anything really to say what it's going to be like is speculation. Cause I don't know. I, I don't know what to expect exactly. Yeah. I don't think anybody knows. And I'm, I'm sure whether it's Alan green, people, other people in the athletics department, people in academia, people who are leading the colleges, you know, 
um, I'm sure they're sitting there going, okay, now what? Because there's a steadying force here in bringing Jay Gouge in. No doubt. And he was pop- he was popular with the faculty. Certainly. Uh, absolutely. And he's, st- I mean, th- he's been around at a lot of university events still. I-, I still see him around town. He goes to events. He was actually at the basketball um, uh, uh, end of year banquet they had. He was just sitting there, you know, as a fan wanting to, look- to watch everything. So he's very much still involved in the community. So he's going to be a stabilizing force. But as you as you said, as a presence, I should say. But as you said, wasn't as heavily involved in athletics as say a Stephen Leith was. Is that still the same thing, or does he go, "Hey, so and so, I want you to look over athletics for me and report to me what Alan Green's doing, and have him be your filter and all this." It's going to be interesting to watch because I. I would not expect that the football complex with football facility would suddenly be put on the back burner again because this this has all been this has all been meticulously planned. I I believe, obviously, because of the timing of the committee being formed, along with the same timing of reviewing the president. I think they were putting a committee in place to where they could get this moving forward um, instead of kicking it down the road, as Stephen Leith was wanting to do um, when I talked to him just a week prior. But now that that they've got this going. You know, my this is my opinion. Give Alan Green carte blanche. Right. Let him foresee his, you know, his own plan. You know, obviously within reasonable, you know, you can't go spend $90 million all of a sudden. But let him go do what he wants to do. Let him be the athletics director. That's what he was hired to do. Right. That's what the board of trustees approved. I, I just, I have my doubts because, I'm not saying because it's Auburn, but because of all the people who are involved. Every individual is different on that board. Every individual is different. When le- with leadership, and uh, I, I, it's, I, I would not want to be Alan Green right now. I just want. No, I think the other uh, thing is, you know, how much, how much, in, how much is is Gus Malzahn going to be involved in the planning of the, of the football complex? Because if you think you're going to have to fire a coach, um, you probably well, that, don't want him planning out your, your athletic complex. That, that's so. been an issue. That's been an issue all along. In that, there have been those. There had been conflict, I'm told, between Gus and others that Gus really wanted to be the the main guy to to design this complex, and others who who felt like you know, regardless of what happens this season or any other season, the you know coaches are temporary. This complex is going to be here for however many years, and uh, and so it doesn't just need to be one person's vision, and uh. So you mean to tell know. me you you don't trust uh, Tim Cook to do, help design something over Gus Malzahn? <laughs> <laughs> so so I think that uh, it's all, all these things. Gus Gus has gotten to feel a little more uncomfortable today than he did yesterday or two days ago. Though I think as I when you and I were talking, Ronnie, I think that uh, it would be hard to make me uncomfortable if the worst thing that could happen to me was you were going. Hand me twenty five million dollars. I, I just don't, <laughs> I don't. I don't believe you can make me uncomfortable. But uh... <laughs> and, and I certainly believe. You know, I, I think Philip. You know, as you and I have talked before. I mean, I think Malzahn believes his best chance to win a win a championship is at Auburn versus a place like Arkansas. Right. But, you know, if you're looking at if you're, if you're looking at finding another job, I think he's done enough to to, to get another job. Yeah. Certainly, certainly, if he wants one. So, uh, you know, uh, I mean, well, well, and then just think of this. Get paid twenty five million dollars and then get another job making five million dollars a year. That's yeah. even better. <laughs> That's even more reason not to feel uncomfortable. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, Must man. be nice. It did, I just, I'm telling you, I, it just you, you've, kind, you've kind of been through something, some some similar things to this at all. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the thing is that there, there are a lot of parallels between. Uh, you know Terry Bowden, and not off the field, but just the, the way the way that they've been, the way that the powers that be have handled both of them. Um, you know, there's some people who really didn't want Terry around, and uh, almost got him in '97, and he ended up winning the West, and really should have won the SEC championship game against Tennessee. And then, um, you know, kind of, kind of kind of the same thing that happened with Malzahn last year. They don't get you the they don't get you the year they're planning on it. They they very well may get you the next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Yeah, I, I just think it's to me the biggest question in this is is every, you know Gus Gus's situation is what it is. He needs to win. We all know that. Everybody knows that. He knows that. He has said that to me to Brandon. He said that you got to win. But uh, um, the biggest question to me is Alan Green. Uh, that's what yeah, absolutely. What, what does this mean to Alan Green? And I don't know how anybody. I certainly can't answer that right now, and uh, uh, and I don't know who can. I'm sure there there are those. I, I do think the the clear move of the power center on the board of trustees it really adds a, a, a kind of fascinating uh, fascinating. Who do who do you, you think's got a lot more power today than say a year ago when Harbert, so to speak, had a lot more power? I would say Jimmy Rain, and yeah. I would say Demaribus, and I would say Charles McCrary. Okay, uh, that's what I think. Of course, now, I'm not there, so but but that's right. But but you can't go to the wall as Harbert has uh, a couple. Yeah, of that times, those days are over, and and now all of a sudden you. I mean, he he is look. He's he's still a, a very rich man who has given tremendous amounts of money. And done a lot of things for Auburn. I'm not criticizing the guy, but in the in the political world, the universe uh, in the world of university politics, he took a beat in the last few days. There's no question about it. Yeah, I mean, if if uh, other than Leith losing his job, obviously, I think the biggest shot across the bow was was to his own boat, so to speak, and what he at least maybe even just if we want to. Um, put this in its own little capsule, his say and power with athletics. Um, I think right. it's very much, very much diminished right now. But right. Exactly. as we continue to say here, it's just what one, I th- I'm sure Alan Green's sitting there thinking, you know, what's going to happen and what do I, what do I, what's going to happen with me? But also does he have an opportunity here to make movement of his own and get that, get more power that he certainly deserves and what the job requires or is he going to be hamstrung more by people so that they can get their own athletics director that the, who they want in there um, a right. year or two down the road when the new president's in place? And I think you'll be able to see that by how, what he's able to get done. Uh, I think if he is able to get things done, then then it'll be fairly obvious that he's uh, that that he's being allowed to do his job if if he if he meets resistance. I mean, and again, I, the football facility is going to happen. I'm convinced of that. Yes, I, I mean, the, I mean, the, 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 the wheels are in motion that, in that. Right. The board pushed that forward, uh, basically over Stephen Leith, right before they fired him. And uh, uh, they ran him over with the bus twice, Philip. <laughs> there you go. But, <laughs> but, you know, there's some frustration about facilities in other sports. I mean, Bush Thompson was promised one thing, and then it became less, and then it became less, and then it was going to be started at the end of this season and now it's nobody seems to know when it's going to start. Just think things like that. Uh, that, uh, if he starts being able to get those things done that I know he wants to get done, then I think that will be a good sign for, for where things are with him. I'm not too familiar with this, Philip. So fill in the gaps for me or just completely correct me here. I was talking to a friend, actually a former beat writer here this past week in Atlanta. And we were talking about, facilities and upgrades that need to be done. And we talked about softball. Um, 
is it true that obviously I, mean, I know the SEC tournament for softball goes around to all the schools, right? And Auburn's turn's coming up, but for Auburn to be able to do that, they've got to upgrade things. Is that I a big is that a big issue right now? Is that something I, that's been talked I, about? I, that's the first I've heard of it. I don't know that. I'm not saying it's not true. It may well be true, but yeah. I don't know. That. You know, we were discussing that, and and that was brought up to my attention, and I was like, you know, I'd be quite honest, I I don't know, but I do know that uh, I remember um, Mississippi State. They went and bought, they built a whole new stadium, so they could uh, right. be ready right. by the time the rotation came around right. for them well, to host. Well, and Auburn needs to build a new softball stadium. There's Certainly, no question about it. There's no question about it. But that's not the direction they're moving. They're supposed to be building a a a development facility, which is an indoor infield and uh batting cages and those kind of things. Which Along also, the first baseline, right? Right. Which also is supposed to start at the end of this season. And whether it will or not, I don't know. And, uh, but I don't think you, of course, I guess you could, because the, the field itself is fine. Fine. I mean, it's, 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 it's nice, but it, the, the stadium, the seats and all those things, and Amenities, the worst, bathrooms, the, concessions. The, and the, the worst press box, the worst press box ever. It, well, I don't know. Planes apart, windows won't won't are stuck closed, so that's pretty yeah. bad when it's ninety five degrees and it's not air conditioned. But uh, uh, but there's just those those kinds of things. If I was the AD, those kinds of things would bother me. And uh, I would say we need to be first class, just like saying. No, the the NCAA will pay for thirty five people to fly from Auburn to Chapel Hill, but we got to take more than thirty five, so we're not going to pay for the rest of them. So you got everybody got to go on the bus. Well, how silly uh, was that? What's I the mean, deal with that, Philip? I, I, you know, I I don't want to say because I've heard too many different things. Yeah, and uh, uh, but it's just ridiculous. It's just completely ridiculous. I mean, everybody everybody will say like the tractors will go. Well, my league teams do that. It's like well. This Auburn team's not traveling as much as a minor league team, and they've got this all set aside so they can, they can fly. So why are they bussing? I, I, oh, I, no, I don't no, understand no, it. No, nobody else bust. I mean, it's uh, it's uh, I mean, if you're close, I mean, if they were been playing in a regional in Starkville or Tuscaloosa or something, then fine. But but that's an eight hour bus ride. They're rolling go, up at three play, in the to morning play, to go play in huge games. Yeah, and they're and, rolling uh, up at three in the morning. Yeah. Um, for their arrival party. And of course, no one's there except for some parents to welcome them back because it's three in the morning. And then they've got to go get some rest and then come back to the ballpark and then leave, uh, goodness, what was it, 30 hours later yeah. for Omaha. It, it's ridiculous. I don't understand it. No, it doesn't. It didn't make any sense. And, you know, and like I said, I'm not going to say anything about who or why because. I've heard people say, oh, this is it. And I've heard other people say, this is it. And I don't know who, who knows and who's right. And I don't know. So, but it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous to be concerned about how many smoothies athletes are drinking uh, because of the cost. Uh, it's ridiculous to harangue at, at people who work in the athletic department because they're using too much paper. I mean, those are things that have been happening. That's and, ridiculous. Uh, and I don't know why. And, uh, uh, I have a hard time. I'm like you, I can't see Alan green, uh, having that kind of focus. Uh, to, on, 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 I would, you know, I would if, not if, think if, so. Philip. I would not think so. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. Uh, if you can cut back in places that make a difference on the bottom line, then that's understandable, but you can't drink enough smoothies or use enough paper <laughs> to, to, uh, to, to significantly affect the $150 million budget. May I suggest that they start making paper (laughs) smoothies to save costs? (laughs) But 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 those are minor things. I mean, David. Yeah, but Philip, as you know, the small things add up, and especially when it comes to micromanaging things. If that's a big issue to you, what what? How do you treat the big issues? As we were mentioning, softball needs, baseball needs, everything's being kicked down the road. the football complex, which until the board of trustees finally stepped in and said, "Hey, let's get this crap done. Let's go." Um, uh, it's it's baffling to me for a program as strong as Auburn and as successful as Auburn's been in all sports. I mean, this spring has been amazing. Uh, amazing, yeah. And of course, the fall can be amazing. Falls have been amazing over the last decade. I mean, Philip, you have much more insight to this than anyone, but this is. 
probably one of the best decades Auburn sports has had in a long time, at least since the 80s, right? Absolutely. And I think it's unfortunate that people, they they tend to dwell on the years in whatever sport when it hasn't been as good as they would have hoped it would have been. Uh, They dwell much more on last year uh, than they do on 2013 or dwell much more on on the championship game and the bowl game in 2017 than they do on on really the great greatest three weeks ever at Auburn uh, and foot for Auburn football when they beat Georgia and Alabama when both were ranked number one. That's just the way I guess that's the way of the world. But uh, there's no question about it. And uh, unfortunately, if you're the Auburn football coach, particularly the spe- uh, you know the shadow of Saban is over everything. Yeah, you won this. You, you've been to the championship game twice, and you played for the national championship, and you did these things. But look, you need to do what Alabama's doing. They go every year. Why well, can't I would. Go every year? Yeah, no. But I would say more than anything, um, nothing's in a vacuum, as we've just said earlier. I think Saban being at Alabama has helped Auburn uh, do what it's been doing in football, because. They're having to go against that. And when you have to go against the sharpest of the sharp, you're going to have to step up yourselves. And that's why Auburn's been able to go to two national championship or yeah, two national championship games in that, in this past decade, win one, win two sec titles, go to three sec championships in football. And then we're talking about the other sports. I mean, you just look across the board at, at what golf's done, at what softball's done, what baseball's done just now this season. And of course, men's basketball going yeah. to freaking Final Four, first yep. team in state history to go to the Final Four, and yet here we are, guys, sitting on a June afternoon in 2019, and it's almost like Auburn acts like it has no money. That's that that right there, Brandon. Why and is, how is the most is the most mystifying thing of all to me. Uh, it is now look. The business people, I think, who make up a great deal of Auburn Board of Trustees, have a hard time swallowing the fact that a college athletic department is not like a is, is not like a business out there trying to make the most money it can. That's not what a college athletic department is. And sometimes you have to do things that you wouldn't normally do from a business perspective. Lots of people are have have gone in debt, way in debt to build a lot of these facilities, but the problem is if you don't keep up, it's going to cost you more in the long run than if you don't than if you do it. And, I agree. Uh, I agree with that, Philip. And here's the thing that I will say though: this is from here talking to people. There's this thought. Um, how much can I say? There's this thought that within the next 10 to 15 years, the bubble is going to pop on college athletics. And the idea that if you don't save money now, you're not going to have money later is now more prevalent in some athletic departments than in the past, including Auburn. Um, I don't know if that's something that's been pushed down from Stephen Leith in the past, down to Alan Green throughout the department. But there is this thought for whatever reason that, that you need to plan for 10 to 15 years down the road about where your cash is going to be coming from rather than how do we build things so that we could maybe get more cash that way and make sure that we're on the cutting edge with everything. There's more concern right now based off talking to people. And this is before Stephen Lee news came. This is months ago, weeks ago. There's more concern about what the state of athletics, college athletics is going to look like 10, 15 years down the road and where money's going to be coming from than what it, the, where it stands right now, which I know we talk about short-sighted, but is it possible to be short-sighted by looking to the future? Because that's kind of how I feel when I hear that. It's just strange. Why are you so worried about something that's 10 to 15 years down the road that may or may not happen? Um, I know the big talk is about image likeness and whether players should be paid for that and everything. But really, that is going to be a small drop in the bucket when it comes to all the new rights fees. I mean, uh, the SEC is renegotiating things with CBS and ESPN here in the next couple of years. 
Obviously, all you know, Auburn's involved with the SEC network. The SEC's involved with that. Um, but I just don't see a reason why all of a sudden there's this thought that we need to be looking 10, 15 years down the road instead of right now. Well, I think that, you know, Auburn needs to – whatever happens 10 to 15 years down the road, I mean, Auburn's facilities are lacking, and they need to figure out a way to upgrade them, whether it's – whether you worry about 10 to 15 years from now or not. Um, and I think that, that right now the the prevailing thought ought to be let's upgrade the stadium, let's let's get a football complex done, let's upgrade play, Plainsman Park, let's do the things we need to do right now because if you wait 10 to 15 years, what's it going to look like then? I, I think that one of the – big issues and for whatever reason maybe it's prevailed into the other sports is that Gus Malzahn had a chance after the after the 2013 season to get a football only complex no moving and he said nah we're okay yep. um I I don't I'd never I'll never understand why he did that did he get Completely did he feel like that he I don't know did he feel like he might get something bigger and better later if he held off or I don't know I don't think he really grasped the the importance of it uh, you know if you, if you look at his he, he really hadn't been that many places and so when you when you look around and and you know I, i'm just not sure that he grasped the the need uh, at that particular point in time even though there were people on his staff multiple people on his staff telling him, hey coach we really need to get this done we really need to get this done you're coming off a national championship game appearance a conference championship let's try to get this done and, and he just no we don't need it no we don't need it and I think now he sees the need, um, whereas he maybe he didn't before. And maybe back then he could have had a lot of say in the design of it. But today, yeah. I don't think I don't think anybody in their right mind could say, "Yeah, Gus, you 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 can do what you want with this thing." You just you just can't do that with someone who's in their seventh year and um, has so much heat on on their on their underside, so to speak. I just don't know how you do that. But to me, what you do is you, you get at your committee or whoever, you go, go to Clemson and go to Alabama and go to wherever uh, people that have built these things in, in recent years and see what they've done and see what you like and see what you don't like and then come to a meeting of the minds of what you want. And uh, I, one of the strangest things to me of the whole com- committee thing was when, when, when Leaf named the committee, he didn't mention Alan Green's name. Yeah, that's weird. I know he's on it, but yeah, that yeah. was weird. Yeah, well, I'm glad to hear he's on it because I wasn't sure. <laughs> that's what I've that's what I've been told that he's involved. That he's kind of you know he's on he's on it. But yeah, that was yeah, weird. It's funny. It's funny how things have flipped. I was talking to Tommy Bowden the other night, and he was he was saying that when he when he got to Clemson, he and the president got on a plane and they went to Auburn and two or three other places. Yeah, to, to, to look at what facilities are supposed to look like before they built their facility. And he said, you know, he said now it's. He said Auburn really needs to build one. He said everybody's going to Clemson now to look and see what they're doing. Going to Clemson and Alabama, whereas before it was it was the opposite. He said, but um, he he was pretty adamant too that he felt like that Auburn really needed to do something because the facility is thirty years old. Yep, Clemson home of the oldest intern slash GA in America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Terry Bowden. <laughs> yep, <laughs> he better not be fetching anybody coffee. <laughs> his job is donuts <laughs> but oh, I think man. it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be uh I think the summer got a little more interesting Brandon I'll say that yeah and, Philip uh, it, let's wrap this up here we, we but do you think that this just we're gonna be hearing a little bit more and more and over these summer months about what Alan Green's trying to do or whether he can do it um is it gonna be happening that quickly I mean, we'll hear I, things, yeah, obviously. I don't know. I don't know. I hope so. I, I, I hope what we hear is that uh, that things are moving in the direction they need to move in. I, I don't know that they will. but uh, This all I seems think, so simple, doesn't it, Philip? But why is it so hard? Yes. Uh, that's, that's the million-dollar question. <laughs> that's, uh, uh, in all honesty, Auburn has found ways to make simple things hard for a long time. And, uh, and I've never quit, really – Really, quite understood it, and it's just—I uh, don't know the reason. And it's—I uh, I think this. I think personally that Alan Green is an extraordinarily bright, extraordinarily engaging, extraordinarily good guy who wants to do wants to do good things 
and will if he's if he's given an opportunity to do it, and I hope he is. He's got incredible ideas, Philip. I, I know that from talking to him, and uh, as you say, he's very very smart, and I think he's done a good enough job himself, despite the handcuffs that Stephen Leith kind of put on him to go fundraise and get yeah. this f- facility to get going because he was handcuffed in a lot of ways. But Allen's got a lot of other ideas that he would love to implement, I'm sure. And we're going to find out if he's going to be able to do that now that Leith's right. gone. Right. And that's, uh, you know, you never know with any interim president, you never know is, 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 uh, Dr. Gouge going to be willing to, 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 uh, to rock the boat or is he just going to, is he just going to be a caretaker? Uh, his, you know, his situation is a little bit different than your normal interim president because he's just stepping right back into a job he left two years ago. So he may be a little bit more, certainly he's not, he, he's not going to have to feel his way to see what, how, how things work. He already knows. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. And I, I hope that's what I hope. And, uh, I, I, we'll see what happens. I, I, I would like to say that's what I expect. I don't really expect it or not. I just don't know what to expect. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be Auburn, wouldn't be big time uh, Power Five school if it was not a weird situation, especially when it involves. Yeah. I mean, a president at a school for two years. Yeah, that's kicked a really, to the curb. That rarely happens. Oh, very rarely. Very, very rarely. And uh, particularly so unceremoniously as this. I mean, there wasn't some big, big, uh, you know, uh, uh, controversy going on or something or investigation. It was just just, this guy sucks. Let's get rid of him. We've had enough. We've had enough of you. You're fired. (laughs) We did. We told Raymond we didn't want you. <laughs> so you're done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, real, hey, real quick, Philip. Um, who do you? I mean, listen, we cover athletics, but it seems like uh, you and others, we seem to have our pulse on stuff like this when it comes to presidential searches more than maybe news folks. Um, but who do you think Auburn maybe tries to look at for the full time uh, position as president? The name you hear the most, or that I hear the most. Is Bill Hardgrave, who is the provost. He's provost, right? Yeah. Right. Used to be the dean of the business school. Is extremely highly thought of. Has a very impressive resume. And to be honest with you, I thought it would be almost automatic because there were a lot of people who wanted him to get the job last time. And, uh, but I have since discovered that there are some people who matter who remain to be convinced. So I, I don't believe it's, I don't believe it's a slam dunk. Uh, I do believe he will be, a, I do believe he will be a, uh, a very serious candidate. Uh, beyond that tech, I have no clue. Uh, I don't know. Well, that just means it'll be, uh, someone out of left field. Probably like Stephen Leith was. Like Stephen I mean, Leith. Hopefully it's someone who doesn't fly their own plane. Oh man. <laughs> man. Oh, wow. Okay, guys. Well, uh until the next story breaks at 10 p.m. We're going to call it a day. We talked a lot about Stephen Leith and his departure, how it affects athletics. Will it affect athletics? It has to some way somehow, but we'll see. Um but uh interesting timing going into the season for football and obviously starting a new academic year uh, on the academia side and also on the athletic side under a uh, relatively still new athletics director in Alan Green. Any any final thoughts, Philip or Ronnie, before we, we head off into the sunset? No, not really. Just no. uh, be, always be alert on Friday night. <laughs> yeah. Right <laughs> oh, man. What were you guys? All right, what were you guys doing at the time you heard? I uh, was actually just sitting here in my little cubby hole at home, and what was I doing? Uh, that was Friday. Was the was the, was the World Series game over then? I guess. 
Yes, I think it was, yeah. So I was probably watching Hogan's Heroes, actually. <laughs> That's probably what I was doing based on the time, or it was Hogan. just about to go off. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching a movie with the kids and saw it pop up on the message board. So yeah, that's that's, that's how I found out. I was yeah, laying I, on the couch was, and saw on the message board. Yeah, I was sitting here kind of watching TV, kind of looking at the computer, and then it popped up there, and I said, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, you know what I said? I said, thank God I'm on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew something would happen this week. I just knew it. Yeah, like, well, you were right. Every time someone goes on vacation, something happens. You know, the kind of interesting thing about dealing with a story like this is it's, is it's really only part. Oh, it shouldn't be sports. Athletics should be a relatively small part of this. Certainly you would think. And it's not, it's not for me to write about the other parts. And so it's, it's kind of interesting. Because, but at the same time, you don't want to act like this is just a sports story. Right. It's, it's kind of interesting thing to deal with. Well, I'm interested we're getting into like journalism and everything, but I'm, I'm interested to see what like newspapers like the Elf, like Auburn news or education reporters from Montgomery advertising, if they'll still exist um, or with uh, AL.com, what they uh, dig up on all this, if they try, if they do it, because well, we've nobody, heard things, but you know, that's kind of not our place to report it because we're yeah. sports website. Uh, right. Nobody's done anything so far to speak of. Uh, that's that's I what I don't think al dot com has had a com is that a word since the first original story. Yeah, and I'm I, not I, sure about the way you use. Just uh, seeing that, not seeing it, I should say, kind of just makes me sit here and just makes me think of the whole entire journalism industry. Just like uh, president resigns, and by Monday, someone should have some sort of story, right? You know, on yeah. what's going on, what happened, you know, what led to this, and. I don't but know if we're going to get it. Uh, we, 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 could, we could get into a long conversation and have another podcast about that. Sure. Brandon, but, uh, uh, our business is... In, in the 49 years I've been in in, in the news business, uh, it has changed a rather huge amount in the last 10 years, to say yeah. the least. Yep. Certainly. Yep. Okay, well, on that uh, uplifting note, we'll see you down the road. No one has it covered like 24-7 sports. Go undercover with Auburn Undercover. Auburn Undercover.